0: My name's Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can find these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. we're back over in the fjords this week with the legendary kraken most people have heard of this very literal legend of the deeps and it's been in folklore forever i'd just like to say as well thank you for all the well wishes on my voice i got quite a few it's much better thank you very much but anyway, the Kraken is the original sea monster that you would see on maps in the olden days and practically every pirate or fantasy movie from day dot. It's got a couple of descriptions, but the most regular is that of a giant cephalopod, which is a squid or kind of octopus creature. However, its earliest depictions are that of either a crab-like or whale-like appearance, and it's said to be so large that it lives in the space between Norway and Greenland, which is the Norwegian Sea, if you didn't already know that although more commonly it's said to be about 13 to 15 meters long or about 40 to 50 feet if you think of that easily, which is about the same size as the megalodon so you can imagine how big this fella's eyes have got to be right Also, according to some myths, they have sharp claws on their tentacles, which could crack an entire galleon-sized ship in half, or just grab you from the decks. And if it couldn't get you this way, it would jet around you so fast in the sea, it would create a whirlpool, dragging the ship down to its doom. The Kraken has been a passed down myth from sailor to sailor for centuries and it's been a really important part of sailing mythos apparently and justifiably more regular for sailors who frequented scandinavian waters the braver fishermen could actually wait for the kraken to come around to score an almighty load of fish because the kraken would always travel with an ungodly amount of fish with him and that would come closer to the surface when the monster was going to attack so if you really felt brave You could get a whole load to take home and one hell of a story. There's even an expression for it if you catch a big load of fish in Norway, which is, you must have fished on Kraken. And it sounds like you're saying crack, but you're not You're saying crack anyway, speaking of which, it does technically count as a Scandinavian myth monster. However, this is now so frequent in other mythologies with other sea monsters that I would now kind of call it a world myth monster, especially because of all the media and cultural significance surrounding it. I mean, most people know it from the parts of the Caribbean movies, so I'm happy with that. Okay, so firstly, let's look at etymology. You guys know that this is my favourite. The English word kraken is taken from the Old Norse word kraki, which means octopus in German, krake, and the pluralised kraken means octopus, and kraken is also an Old Norwegian word for octopus and an old euphemism in Swedish for whales. Who knew? The first ever sighting of the kraken, or recorded mention should I say, was in 1180 by King Fair of Norway, and you've got to remember that for ancient mariners, the sea was incredibly dangerous, hiding a horde of monsters in its depths, and any encounter with the unknown and massive was guaranteed to make its rounds in the pub once they got home, passing sailor to sailor. Word of mouth actually became so intense that the kraken was actually considered a real type of animal in the 18th century. Even Carl Linnaeus, who created what we now call the biological classification, even put in his first edition of the System Naturae, written in 1735, and determining all of the modern animals we know and classify in different animal groups today. Now, later on in 1857, the kraken was linked closer to our reality by Danish scientist Jepter Seenstrup. He found a huge squid beak washed up on Denmark shores, which was about eight centimetres across. Then he was sent a whole other load from the Bahamas and concluded that, in fact, the kraken was real. He called it the Arctopheus dux, which means ruling squid in Latin, just in case you didn't speak Latin. After his original discovery, another 21 species of giant squid were found, but all from bits that washed up on the beaches across Europe, and actually some of the best specimens were found on English beaches, which is pretty wild. However, they also found tons of them in the bellies of washed up sperm whales, and we know that they generally dive and hunt to about 400 to 1000 meters deep, so they're very elusive, explaining the mystical rarity of seeing one of these so-called mythical beasts. It's actually still very, very hard to find a live specimen of the colossal squid, which is its official species name, which is considered to be crack Kraken size. As they do live so deep, swim pretty quickly, and when they wash up dead, their bodies decompose and dry out very quickly, as they're mostly made of some squishy muscle and skin, rather than bones and cartilage like whales and sharks, which is why they're so delicious when they're battered up with a wedge of lemon and a nice portion of chips from the local chippy. Although I very recently watched a documentary about a colossal squid that was fully caught intact a few years ago, it was massive, like 18 metres long from mantle to tentacle tip, and it was really interesting but I cannot remember for the life of me what this documentary was called. It was really, really good. Anyway, back to myth, it's been revered as a legend ever since then and it's still debated as we know that these massive, huge, huge colossal squids do actually exist in real life. They're also linked to some other mythical sea creatures, like Cetus from Greek mythology, who we talked about very briefly in the Gorgons episode. Cetus was described as having a greyhound's head and the tail of a fish, and he was pretty damn ugly too. He tried to eat Andromeda, but was turned into stone by Medusa's head, carried by the hero Perseus. Cetus is actually a constellation, which is in the shape of a whale. Just to chuck in this fact whilst we're still on the subject. <laughs> Another two linked ones of note are the Akko Kamui from Japanese folklore, which is a squid-like creature who can reach up to 390 feet long, yep, not joking, and lives in the Hokkaido region of Japan, This monster is considered to be a good spirit who can heal broken bones and disfigurement in Japanese mythology. There are actually still shrines all over Japan, and people still leave offerings to this day. And lastly, an honourable mention is the fictional monster Cthulhu, which was a giant squid-faced alien monster from H.P. Lovecraft's The Call of Cthulhu and he even has his own mythos in this fictional universe but is sometimes linked to the Kraken as he is also imprisoned in the deep sea. Okay, moving on to cultural significance, the kraken is featured in a lot of art, the most famous being the colossal octopus by Pierre-Denis de Montfort, painted in 1801. This piece of art is the most famous for octopus paintings, you've probably seen it to be honest, but it's also featured on the kraken rum as their logo. You can also see this painted on the front of the World's End pub in Brighton in England, which I used to be a regular at when I lived there because I thought the artwork was so cool, and also they sold barbecue food and it was really tasty. Another really cool bit of art is that from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, illustrated by Alphonse de Neville in 1870, which has recently been digitally enhanced and looks very, very cool. Otherwise, check out some of the independent artists out there too, there are some very cool drawings of the Kraken out there. For films, the most famous are the two Clash of the Titans movies in 1981 and 2010, with neither of them being particularly squid-like. In the 1981 film, it got kind of an aquatic look, but was made out of plasticine so I kind of get where they were limited. In the 2010 one, he literally looks like Godzilla. It was a really bad movie. And also note that these were both named the Kraken, however the actual monster in this myth that the film is about was Cetus, which we spoke about earlier. And the Kraken was actually not a Greek myth monster at all. He was primarily Scandinavian. It was literally stolen from this film and put into mythos. And it is not correct. It's not accurate. It's not a Greek monster. The other famous Kraken is that in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It featured massively in the dead man's chest, which is the second one, and at World's End, the third one, with the Kraken being the tentacled monster we know and love. Although it was being controlled by Davy Jones in the movie and the belly of the Kraken was the physical version of Davy Jones's locker. Also worthy of note, the Kraken was also in Hotel Transylvania 3, it's a kid's movie, and was a big monster that tried to eat everyone and was stopped by literally playing the Macarena So there's that too, I won't go into it, I've not seen it, so I'm not even going to make a comment. Games-wise, it's been in a huge list, so here are the top choices that I've pulled out of this. Age of Mythology, World of Warcraft, God of War, RuneScape, that's old school RuneScape, not current, Kid Icarus, Sea of Thieves, Tomb Raider, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, and even Subnautica, although they are sometimes called Leviathans in that one, so make your mind up. Two honourable mentions of the Seattle Krakens, an ice hockey team in the States. I have a few friends in Seattle, thank you Bethany for bringing this to my attention, you babe. They are apparently very popular. The other is the Kraken is the name of one of the superhero siblings in the Umbrella Academy graphic novel and Netflix series, or number six if you're really into it. He is deceased, always, throughout the entire comic series, it's not a spoiler, it's just generally that's who he is. My book recommendation for this week will be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, obviously, by Jules Verne, for any giant sea monster fights, or Moby Dick by Herman Melville for whale fights. Or honestly, just have a look at the Clash films, they're a massive laugh, they're worth the watch. The 81 one is actually an exceptionally good film, I grew up watching it, it's just excellent. It's old, it's proper 80s, but it is definitely worth the watch, please trust me. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed. Now we have a tricky one here because as I said earlier, these are very closely linked to actual giant squids that we know exist, however, I honestly do not trust the ocean. A little known fact about me is that I am petrified, and I mean petrified, it's in capitals of open water. And swimming is not my forte. I'm very drawn to the sea. I think that's because I grew up next to it. I feel very, you know, like Moana whenever I go to the beach. And I think marine life is incredible, but it does just give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm, you know, as I said in my previous episode, I'm very frightened of things that are not being able to be seen. And the sea is exactly like that. I also realise at this point I've probably told you all too much about my fears and I would just politely say that I trust all of you to not send me scary things and just pretend like you just don't know this much about me. Another note is when I was younger I used to have a recurring nightmare of swimming looking down at my own feet and having the kraken's tentacle grab me from deep deep down in the water and it sometimes used to be a shark that would swim up really fast, you know like normal teenage girl dreams, anyone else get Anyway. So I'm gonna say that actually, yes, I think there is a high possibility that something just like this exists under the sea that is bloody massive that we haven't just found yet. Will it be a sea monster with a penchant for human flesh? Probably not. But you guys have all seen that creepy video from the Mariana Trench, right? With the shark that's like 60 foot long. Go look it up right now. If you haven't seen it, it's so creepy. And I know it's controversial to say that I believe something is under there and the Kraken might possibly exist. But as I said, we have discovered 5% of the world's oceans. Who knows what's lying beneath the waves? It could be a gigantic squid or a gigantic creature. It might even be Jesus But we'll never know, will we? We'll just never know. Or maybe we will. Who knows? But from the people I have spoken to in the last few days when I was researching this episode and telling my friends and family about this, they were all like, you know what? I would not be surprised if something like the Kraken did actually exist. And my sister even said, I totally believe it exists. So I'm not alone. I would love to hear if anyone else thinks that the Kraken exists and makes me not alone. That would be really great. But... I, I'm very much... I'm, I'm a believer in this one, as Shrek would say. But that's a really cool one. It's a bit shorter than usual. We've done a few sea-based creatures recently, so I am sorry. I thought I'd be varying it more with culture and nationality, but here we are. However, we've got a very European monster lineup for June, so get ready for some other really cool monsters in the next few weeks. July is looking very Asian, and it's going to be a really good, interesting one if you don't know much about those kind of monsters next week we're heading over to mainland europe to look at the fearsome wild hunt from germanic slavic and even a little bit of celtic and norse mythology so buckle in and giddy up into this episode next thursday i'm so sorry For now thank you so much for listening it's been an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed this podcast please give it a rating on the service you're listening on i've got the twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next and i'd love to hear from you twitter is at myth pod or the instagram is at myth podcast or you can email me old fashioned style on MythMonstersPodcast at gmail.com i also very coolly have a tiktok like a cool modern lady and it's MythMonstersPodcast. monsters podcast i do a quick myth on mondays monster of the week reveals on tuesdays monster of the week facts on wednesdays and a cool monster guessing game on thursdays so come join the fun and share this with your pals they might love me as much as you do But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, folks.